It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Instant karma is going to get you. Well, hey, who knows? Might be good news for some of you and poor news for others. Somebody uh, who's got a lot of good karma, as as far as I'm concerned, uh, because she's been able, she's been willing to get up a little earlier than usual for us today, is uh, Debbie Schlussel. She is an attorney, an author, a political commentator, a blogger. And yes, a film critic. Debbie, it is great to talk with you again. I appreciate it. I know we're talking with you a little earlier. I hope that's not too much of an inconvenience for you. Not at all. Thanks for having me on. Now, the pleasure is all mine. Debbie, let me first, before we talk movies, uh, take advantage of your expertise as an attorney. You know, one of the Supreme Court cases that uh, is getting a lot of attention has to do with this uh, Colorado website designer, uh, Lori Smith, who is does not want to design a website for a same-sex couple. Uh, and um, this is apparently running afoul of Colorado's anti-discrimination law. Some It seems like the conservatives on the court are prepared to side with the web designer. How do you see this case playing out? Well, you know, I mean, I, I am surprised and not surprised that it's before the court again. I mean, there was... Um, a person that also offered wedding services before in a different form. I don't think it was a cake designer. It might have actually been a cake designer um, who did not want to do this. And I think it was also in Colorado. And that person won. So this has come up before. And I think there's precedent. That's number one. But number two, I think it's always interesting when these liberals are always telling us, for example, that um, a crucifix that an, a so-called artist puts in a jar of urine, that that's art. And we must defend that at all costs. But then when this person, who's also an artist, wants to do what she wants to do and wants her uh, First Amendment rights protected, which is what artistic expression is part of that. And it's not only just the freedom to say what you want, it's the freedom to not say certain things. Um, all of a sudden, art, artists shouldn't have freedom, and it's not art. Um, I think there's also an extension of this that doesn't have to do with art that I think people would find interesting. You know, whenever you hear this story, you might think, oh, it's just a cake or it's just a photo for a wedding. Or yeah, it's just- a website in this case, a website. All right, uh, all right. right. So it was a website, and the last person, it was a cake. Right. He was a cake designer, the, the previous sure. case. But, you know, we have a law here in the state of Michigan where I live um, that our Supreme Court just said extends to um, gays and uh, trans. And as a result, there is a woman who does 
uh, waxing of people's private parts. And she did not want to wax the private parts of a uh, female to male or a male to female trans while he was in transition and getting surgeries and so on. So that was her thing. She didn't want to have to do that. Her waxing business was for females only. Well, our Supreme Court ruled that, nope, we're sorry, that violates this trans person's civil rights. So now you have to wax this person while they are losing their unit in in between surgeries and so on. You have to see that. And I think people need to know that this is not just this artist with a website or the previous artist with with the cake baking. This is somebody that is now has to look at this I think it really goes beyond. There is not a line in the sand. You will have to do anything for these reasons, and I don't think it's reasonable. I think there are a million website designers. I mean, you could go online and have someone design your website. You should let somebody have the freedom to honor their own beliefs. And now, their own form of expression. One of the one of the kind of the they went through the the justices went through all these hypotheticals. But what if mm-hmm. uh, the there was a hypothetical situation where a website designer had some religious beliefs which which uh, involved not um, doing business with Jews, for instance. Uh, let's say the the religion of Kanye West worshippers, for instance, and they uh, they didn't want to uh, uh, service a, a Jewish bar mitzvah website or something along those lines. Do you think they would be legally entitled to refuse someone's service because they're Jewish? Well, you know, I have mixed feelings about that. You know, I am a religious Jew and I am a proud Jew and I'm proud of my heritage and my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Um, and all of my family, most of both sides were murdered by the Nazis. And my dad's family left to avoid anti-Semitism that they were experiencing for centuries. So I have mixed feelings about this. I don't condone anti-Semitism, but I also believe in the First Amendment rights and so on. I don't think that my being Jewish and my and my religion and my ethnicity is anywhere close to somebody being gay and being in a gay marriage. I don't think gay marriage is the same thing as a Jewish marriage between straight people. I'm sorry. I just don't. And I think people who uh, who um, compare, for example, a bar mitzvah, which is a religious rite of passage for a Jewish kid that's 13 um, or for a bat mitzvah 12, that that is any, in any way, shape or form the same as a gay marriage. And I, I, you know, bristle at anybody who compares the two. So I don't think the person should be allowed to refuse it on the one hand. But on the other hand, I believe in freedom of speech and in freedoms that I don't believe in making somebody do something they don't want to do. It only makes them hate the people that they hate more. And so I would not force somebody to take pictures at a at a bar mitzvah or a, a Jewish bar mitzvah, whatever, um, if they hate Jews. I wouldn't want them there. Um, And I feel I'm more into freedom. Um, I don't think it's the same thing as, um, you know, something that could be more harmful, like public facilities should not be able to discriminate against people. And I don't think they should be able to discriminate against, you know, gays either. But I don't think I'm the same thing. I don't think my religion is the same thing. And I don't think the Christian religion is the same thing. These are two people who want to get involved in a marriage that historically 
marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, and just because some people on the Supreme Court decided otherwise doesn't change the definition of marriage. It changes the legal definition, but not the um, thousands of years old definition. And so I think it's a lot different. Uh, Debbie, uh, before we get to the movies, uh, since you, we brought up anti-Semitism, which uh, seems more and more prevalent, what was your take on the whole Kanye West, Nick Fuentes meeting with President Trump? Uh, there's still a very good chance that President Trump could be the Republican nominee in 2024. I know you've said your preference is uh, Ron DeSantis, but does this uh, dinner with w- would this dinner that he had with Kanye West preclude you from supporting Trump should he be the Republican nominee again? Absolutely. I will not support anybody that has dinner with people like this. And, you know, his excuse that, oh, I didn't know who Nick Fuentes is. First of all, I don't believe him. Second, but even if it's the case, he absolutely knew who Kanye West was. Kanye West has been saying things for months against Jews, and he decided to invite him for dinner at Mar-a-Lago. I, I find that despicable and disgusting. And frankly, I'm not surprised by it. I remained silent um, for the most part, except for to friends and a few people. Uh, when Trump was involved with a lot of these people during the 2016 election and thereafter, but when I saw how close he was with Alex Jones, who was also an anti-Semite, Alex Jones said that the Jew, that the Nazis marching in Charlottesville who said Jews will not replace us, were Jewish actors. He said other anti-Semitic things about Jews and Israel and COVID and, and so on. And just his stuff about denying that Sandy Hook happened. He's a despicable person. And Trump not only was close with him and it appeared on his show, but he also had him host the January 6th events before all that stuff at the Capitol happened. They're tight. That bothered me tremendously. And uh, this Nick Fuentes, I I am very disturbed how a lot of Republicans have been tight with him. There is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who went to speak at his neo-Nazi convention and then pretended she didn't know who he was also. And she had to, these people have to add to know. If I knew for years, uh, for a few years now who Nick Fuentes is, they knew. Um, there is uh, represent Congressman Paul Gosar from Arizona who spoke at this guy's event. This troubles me. The growing anti-Semitism on the right that has made this acceptable, where Republicans are openly saying things against Jews, frightens me. And I say this as a person who's been a conservative activist and a Republican activist almost all my life. And, you know, I went to the White House and met Ronald Reagan. I was outstanding teenage Republican in the nation. I was a big activist in this party. And these people, these far-right neo-Nazi types, William F. Buckley, conservative leaders like him, fought for, fought for years to get rid of these people from the conservative movement. And, uh, and I always knew they were on the fringe. And whenever anybody would say to me, oh, you have anti-Semites in your party, I would say, no, no. Those are mostly on the left, and they're at home in the Democrat Party. Well, now this growing anti-Semitism is at home on the right, and it is growing. And it is very scary to me because where am I going to go when they take over? What am mm. I going to do? It's, 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 so Trump's uh, dinner with this guy, that was the end of him for me, although there were some other things 
um, along the way that he is just that that shows an absolute lack of decency, of common sense, of vetting as a, a sitting president would have done or should have done. And he Trump's always telling telling us he's the most brilliant guy. Well, he's so brilliant that he didn't even know who he was having dinner with. But I knew, and I'm not president. I'm just an average regular person. I don't believe him. And the dinner with Kanye, he absolutely knew who this guy was. This has been in the news for months, and that wasn't an issue for him. And what bothers me even more is that even though while some Republicans are denouncing this, most aren't. And the ones who are won't say him him by name. That bothers me. I he still could be the nominee. You know, everyone said the Access Hollywood tapes were the death knell, and those tapes didn't bother me. Right. And and those weren't the death knell. And I don't know that this will be either. We're a few years away, and things can change. Although I don't think he's going to be the nominee. I hope he isn't, and we'll see. We will indeed. I love it when you get worked up, Debbie. Uh, <laughs> we're talking with Debbie Schlussel. Uh, you could check out her uh, website, debbieschlussel.com. And uh, in addition to her views on politics, she uh, doesn't hold back when it comes to movies either. Let me ask you about this film, which uh, is getting pretty decent reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's called Violent Night. Now, when I left last night, my wife was watching the Chevy Chase film uh, Christmas Vacation, which co-stars Beverly D'Angelo. I know Beverly D'Angelo is in this picture, and John Leguizamo as well, a couple of other actors that people would know. What's Violent Night all about, and what was your take on it? Well, first of all, it's Beverly D'Angelo with a few facelifts and plastic surgeries since the Chevy Chase movies. But I actually enjoyed this movie. It was a little violent and and gross for my taste, but it was very funny. And David Harbour plays the real-life Santa. Uh, Santa is, exists. He's real, and he's going. He's kind of an anti-hero because he drinks. He's a little violent, and he's got a history. Um, he goes to this house of these very, this very wealthy family that are feuding and have gathered Christmas Eve. And there are some evil people, including John Leguizamo, that have come to the house to kill them and take their money. And Santa saves the day. I'm not giving away anything. This is all in the trailer. It's very funny. I enjoyed it. Great. There wasn't a second I was bored, or it, it was not slow. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds. Uh, uh, people looking for a fun Christmas movie this weekend. That's new. Uh, it sounds like Violent Night is in the offing. How about uh, How about Empire of Light? This is directed by Sam Mendes, who I actually really like some of his uh, previous work. What's uh, What's Empire of Light about? So I have mixed feelings about this one. It takes place in the 80s in England at a movie theater. Um, and it's about the main character is Olivia Coleman, who has played, I think, Queen Elizabeth in The Crown um, and some other stuff. And she uh, is sort of a mentally afflicted person who's been in and out of sanitariums and mental hospitals. And she works and she's sort of a sympathetic character. She works at this movie theater that is owned by Colin Firth and he takes advantage of her and she has to quote unquote service him. I could have done without those scenes and that whole part of it, but she falls in love with this uh, newly employed black worker from the islands who is at the theater. And it's sort of about their relationship. 
And, you know, I had mixed feelings about it because that part is charming, although I can't believe in real life that that guy would have gone for her. I think she's much older than him in real life, and she looks it in the movie. But it's a, it's a movie that takes place in the 80s. There's a lot of 80s uh, soundtrack to the movie that I enjoyed. I liked a lot of the nostalgia. I liked the way it was shot. It shot mostly in the theater. Um, and I did overall enjoy it. It's, it's overall an uplifting movie if uh, there are some very dark parts to it. Um, I felt like it could have been a little bit more uplifting for a Christmas movie. And mm. I find that a lot of these movies now are very dark and it bothers me. Uh, this is rare that we have a n- net positive review for two films in a row. It's been a while since that happened. I love it. Even if the mm-hmm. last one was with an asterisk. All right. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure I don't even know if I could get into this based on the descriptions that are on there online about it. What is spoiler alert? So spoiler alert is, uh, I don't think this is going to do well. This is a gay love story. Um, And we already had a gay love story movie called Bros that nobody went to see, and it bombed. And Hollywood is putting a lot of money into this. This one stars Jim Parsons, um, who's a little more famous than, uh, I think it was Billy Eichner that was in the last one. Um, This movie's a a lot better than the last one. It's, It's kind of a touching love story and so on if you can put aside some gay sex scenes and a lot of the gay making out which i didn't really enjoy watching um and i think that that's going to be the way for most people most people even people who say they're woke and all of that they aren't because if they were then bros would have been a big hit (laughs) and it wasn't and i i don't think this will be either probably will do better than bros but I don't think it's going to do well. It didn't offend me so much, although I could have done with a lot of, out of a lot of those scenes. But um, it just—I don't think people are going to go see this. The um, you, you mentioned that it's a love story. Is it? A, is it a drama? It is a drama. The parts of it are funny. Um, it's a very sad story. There were people in the theater at the promotional viewing that I went to who were crying. I, mm. I wasn't crying. I wasn't that touched by the whole thing. Uh, you feel bad for the people. They're trying to make you feel like, well, you know, the gay life, gay relationship is just like everybody else's. Whereas in the bros movie, they tell you many times in the movie, we're not like you straight people, despite what the media and all the woke people try and tell you, we're not like you. And I suspect that the message in that movie was more correct. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, if people really do identify with them, then this will be a hit. But I don't think it will be. All right. Lastly, how about uh, how about a film that uh, that I have seen advertised, Devotion? But what was your take on Devotion? So I love this movie. Mm. This is really, to me, the best movie I've seen in months and for this season. It's a very touching story about a, a true story about the um, who the guy that was then the top the first black naval fighter pilot and one of the top pilots that there was at the time during the Korean War. And it's about his friendship with a white fighter pilot, Navy fighter pilot. Um, and they're fighting during the Korean War. Um, and it's it's really about their, their devotion to each other in their friendship. 
Um, it's a bro movie. Um, it, you know, it, t- it shows the racism of the time and what the guy had to go through to become a fighter pilot. Uh, but overall, it doesn't focus on the racism. It focused, it's really a patriotic movie, and it focuses on hmm. the friendship and how this white pilot supported the black pilot um, You know, through all of that. I enjoyed it. There are some slow parts that maybe could have been shortened a little bit. It's just a little over two hours. Um, but I still enjoyed it, and I think everyone should go see it. Right. True story, devotion. Love and it. the best part, her usual is at the end where they show you the real people. Oh, I love I love that a lot. All right. So the movie uh, that is must see this weekend is Devotion, the uh, film that is uh, probably people will enjoy in your view is Violent Night if they're looking for a humorous Christmas movie and if they But not for the faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart, okay. And uh if you are, you know, have nothing to do because of bad weather, you know, there are worse movies to see than Empire of Light, right? Right. Okay. All right. Debbie, it is always a treat talking with you. Uh, I'm uh, hopeful that we will connect before the end of the year and uh, we'll we'll chat more about movies and life in general. Amen. And then if, in case I'm not on before the holidays, I want to wish all of your listeners, a uh, to the Christian listeners, a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And to my fellow Jews, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, well, thank you, Debbie. I will uh, talk with you. Let's make sure we talk within the next couple of weeks. Take care. Thank you. Right Bye. on. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.